0: Welcome to the RT show. New season we're on now. Jez. New season. Season five, episode one, with me, Cy and Jez. No Rich today. He um he's got work commitments, so we're doing it as a duo. We'll miss him and his insights, but He'll be back. The show
1: must go
0: on, as they say. The show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah. Um, there's always a song in it, Jed, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So today, we're going to discuss um, something that's going on at the moment. Big spotting event over in Australia and New Zealand. The Women's FIFA World Cup. England, obviously... Being labelled as one of the favourites after the Euro twenty twenty two win last year, understandably, you would you know you would you would be seen as one of the favourites. But I, I I I hate that for England in football because years gone by, years and years gone by, when the men's football team were you know labelled as one of the favourites when it wasn't justified. Yeah. Many times, there's, there's pressure. There's too much pressure, I think, and I think it's it's showing to an extent with the women's team that they have got a lot of you know quite a few players that that didn't go to the World Cup through injury. But the performances, the, you know, the first couple of games they've been a bit lackluster, a
1: bit leggy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've they've not been convincing. They've, they've they've limped to win no wins in the first two first two games and I just I, I think it's probably a bit of not having you know the first some of the first choice players there but a bit of pressure as well a bit of pressure from the media from the fans expectation because of that amazing win last year and then I think we said you know a few weeks ago when the under 21 men's team won the Euros it's like it's like oh well the women's now hold a major trophy the under 21 men's win, win the old trophy and it, um, it, it's like, oh well, England have won another tournament, different gender, yeah, younger age group, but it's just the expectations there, and I just, I don't know, there's a bit, there's a bit, there's a bit too much pressure for me, I think.
1: I think you're right. It shifts that dynamic, really. I think um, one of the big things that, that happens with the media and how they kind of portray that pressure is that they'll put. Like the favorite players in the tabloids for England and say here to take it home, etc. And that all immediately puts pressure on them because they they look at all social media and all the, the spiel on the news in the papers about what their expectations are. But I know they try and block that out because it's 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 important for them to just focus on their game at the same time. But it is difficult. They're in obviously Australia, New Zealand to, to compete at the tournament. There's a lot of other countries there who are strong favorites to win, likes of Brazil, the USA, who are very much competitive. They've always been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they just know how to win and convincingly know how to do it. Um, and they've been there before finals. They've, they've done it by the T-shirt, really. So it's a, big, it's a big challenge for England. It'd be interesting because we've had a lot of players injured. Beth Mead obviously had a cruciate knee injury. There's another player recently who just got injured. Mm-hmm. Again, it looks quite serious. This was in the England game earlier today. And it makes me think that might be a bit of a caution to sort of the win, for squad depth. Key players losing those, it's really important to have your key players in the big moments. Um mm-hmm. so it be interesting to see other players that come in, can they fulfil those roles and bring the same impact on the team as those previous players were having. But it's it's all about expectation, I mean, really rising to the occasion. But I know they lost the captain, was it Leah Williamson, mm-hmm. um, who was there for Thick and Thin, you know what I mean, carried the trophy last year and she was obviously out for the whole Season more or less the knee injury, but again her presence isn't there to kind of rally the troops, and bring them through. So it'd be about your other players really in that team, yeah, to kind of take them forward and see where they go and get to. Really, mm.
0: Mm. it does give the other players chance, like you said. And Lauren James yeah. took that chance. Against Denmark, scored scored the goal, the winning goal. A really good goal from you know, good strike. And of course, she's the sister of um, Reese James. James plays yeah, yeah. for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, so f- football's in in the blood. Mm. And injuries, as we said before, it does give other players a chance. So you might you they've lost that experience, which would you know they've still got the experienced players there, but they've lost some experienced players to injury. But which you miss, but then it does give new blood. A chance, um, and at some point, you know, new blood has to come in, and, and you know, t- try and get used to that pressure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the start of the tournament is someone who comes in, yeah. England, someone who's unknown. They like a lot of, you know what I mean, the James. Yeah. Um, And hopefully see, you know what I mean, she, that might help her, make her mark now, she feels more confident, might go into the next game. A bit more of a spring in a step to say, okay, I've scored, scored in the previous game. I can do it again and make, make even more of a statement that there's other players here. But yeah, hopefully the likes of Lucy Bronze and others that are there can really uh, help. The younger players bed mm. in. It'd be interesting to see because I know there's tough there's tougher challenges ahead. You've got your hosts who are always strong, because obviously they've got the crowd in front hmm. of them, um, like Australia, New Zealand, and they'll be the ones to watch out for come kind of the, the knockout stages, which are always the harder ones when it comes around to that. When it gets the penalties, obviously, you've got <laughs> big home crowds against you.
0: Let's hope um, it doesn't get to penalties for England.
1: Yeah, oh. and, uh, <laughs> we've, we've seen how it goes already with penalties um, as such. And yeah, I mean, like I said, USA, are there, Brazil, there's always those chances that teams who have got players who are reaching the end of their careers. As well, and potentially retiring after, so it's their last time. And mm. wrapping up for of USA. Yep, yeah, she's uh, a major Martin, player. Brazil, who's up? Who's thirty-seven? It's their last time. But for them, it's that like a moment they're never going to get back again. Mm. Um, so for them, they'll want to do rally their younger players to make sure that they're, they're there to win it and mm. have a memory and, and it's everlasting really for them.
0: And it could be, you know, I, I've been moaned, you know, the lackluster performances, but teams don't want to peak too soon anyway in a tournament. So you first, you've obviously got to win the first couple of games because there's only three games and you've got to get out of the group into knockout stages. Mm. You don't want to peak too soon. No, if you, if you do enough to win. England have done enough to get those two win. So maybe it is that that they don't, you know... They're just doing what they need to do, and then you know Step they'll, they'll yeah. put yeah. the foot on the gas when they need to in the knockout stages. Hopefully.
1: And if you remember when England, the men's team, obviously we 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 had our you know I mean World Cup, we got knocked out. Was it the semis? Mm. Was, it was it quarters? Was it quarter? I yeah, by France. I think we. Yeah. But those they were making it look easy. Do you remember? The, was it the quarter sort of? I think it was forgotten now. Forgotten now, yeah. Seems that long ago. Seems that like long ago now, but I remember, I remember convincingly at the time that they were beating teams quite easily in the knock in the early stages. Yeah. And then when it came to your, your bigger teams, do you know what I mean? You're getting found out because you've done all, all that scoring goals and stuff against the likes of Iran. Do you know what I mean? And beating them by four or five-nil. But you know what I mean? You can easily convincingly beat them maybe one, two-nil. Save your goals for the bigger teams. No. And I'm hoping it's a bit of a reverse here that England is, you know what I mean, they're just scraping through, but saving the you know what I mean saving the energy for the later games ahead. Because as you said, the weather's gonna to be tough for them. I mean, it's difficult different conditions are playing. Yeah. Even though it's more cooler around that time um, in that southern hemisphere. But it'd be interesting to see how they the now. Yeah, mm. got through the groups, which is great. It's now the next stage, right? Knockout times is where it's more key, focusing on that. Get through, win your next game. It's mm. all, I think it's three, three teams, isn't it? That are, or is it four teams in total that are in each group?
0: Four, four in each group, um, and then I think it's last sixteen. Last sixteen. Quite a semi. Now they out of
1: the group. You know, what I mean, the next, the next game they'll have, win that, keep that momentum going, really, and then hopefully, then use all your energy for the next um, knockout stages.
0: Really. That's in it. You've got to tactically play because it, it's it's a mini it's a tournament but it's a mini league to begin with so you can't expel all your you know your energies um and give 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 your game plans away to you know too soon and you know <laughs> use you know all, all your best players you've got to you it's got to be planned and and serena regan obviously the manager she did wonders winning the the aurores last year so she knows what she's doing
1: yeah she
0: knows what she's doing There's,
1: did you notice the one thing they've introduced for the referees the open mic they've got an Open mic now when they're talking, the referees of, which is like amplified to the crowd. Yeah.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: When they had the the um, check, uh, VAR check for the the obviously a penalty Mm. or a goal that's maybe disallowed, they need to check it again on offside. They'd go to obviously they open the mic up so the crowd can hear that, and I think that's helped a lot. to understand and understanding the
0: decisions the
1: the decisions I'm hoping to bring that into the men's game so it looks like they're trialing it now with a view to bringing it in the men's game in future
0: and that shows the strides that the, not just women's football, particularly women's football, yes, but women's sport has made over the last few years that they'll, they've introduced something new mm. that hasn't been tried in the men's game into the women's game first to try it there. And I think there's, there's a lot of stars, you know, not just English-born stars, but stars ac- across the world, Leon are one of the big biggest teams in women's football. Out there, they've won the yeah. Champions League a few times. I think one of their players is Portuguese, Jessica Silva. I think name is, who's been described as the the female Ronaldo right. because I think I think um, if I'm not mistaken, she was born in the same oh, village yeah. and she's got she shows great skill. So she's been informally given the nickname Ronaldo, really apparently. Point. But it's, but yeah, it's it, it's grown massively. And in England, that win that we mentioned we've mentioned a few times last year by the Lionesses I think that that helped to propel it even further I think the FA Cup final this season was broke the record for the attendance at the women's FA Cup final mm. and, I, and, and I've heard discussions by some of the pundits at some of the games that it it, it has grown mm. there's nowhere near parity there's nowhere near parity with the men's game you know it's, yes it's professional and Uh, It's been treated seriously, Mm. but in terms of like medical and sportswear, that's a big, that's been a big talking point across, you know, different sports that sportswear, boots, shorts, tops, Mm. they're originally designed with men in mind. So I I think there's, there's a lot of talk and development scope around developing sportswear and boots, particularly for women for the slightly different shaped feet different body shapes which again just shows the strides that he's taking that money will be put into that by the the big companies and it's great because you know it's we're lovers of sport different sports Uh, I I know football and rugby league are our main ones but you know we, we do we watch loads of different sports boxing and I watch tennis and whatnot as well and it's great that there's been such a rise in women's sport because it means there's a lot more sport for us to watch now as well. You know when yeah. you know when the men's seasons and in football, rugby finishes as uh, if they don't coincide with the women's games. Uh, there's always the sport on throughout the year. I know you're a big NFL fan as well, Jez Something I've struggled to get into. I really want to get into because I need something in the rugby off season. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still. I'm going to try one one year to try to fast myself. But yeah, it's great that it's got a lot of coverage, um, and the fact that you know big programmes have been bumped for it. Uh, GMB in the morning, ITV that's been bumped to show yeah. games live. It's it again. It's it's testament to the to the work that's been put in by people involved in in the women's game. What do you see next? for the for the for the women's game it's it's grown substantially over the last few years yeah. it's it's been you know brought into the professional era bigger teams like man u have redeveloped their women's team because they didn't have one for a little bit and then they, they introduced it so so they obviously see something behind that what do you see the next steps being for the growth of women's football in particular?
1: I think one one big thing is that I'd like to see a bit more coverage of it even from probably even say from a high school edu- or even from a primary school kind of element. I mean one thing I noticed from my daughter is when she was at school they had the um, League United that were there um, and they were mm. promoting all uh, like penalty shootouts and saying oh kids make sure you've got your football kids to come into school with and it was almost a bit of an element of like it's a sports day really, a sports mm. o- occasion not just for the boys but also for the girls to be involved in and they were both excited they couldn't wait to kind of come to the sports direct with me to get to get their uh, kit and we chose which one they wanted at a decent price because we know how much they are mm. football shirts are cheap especially for children <laughs> quite expensive but I think encouraging that into the game is is, is, is a big thing because it gives them a bit of a platform, especially my daughters, if they're thinking about doing that eventually mm. in the future, it's, there's an opportunity for them to do that.
0: Accessibility then. Accessibility. Uh, yeah.
1: I also think there's there's been a big thing around, which I know we had a lot of weather disruption earlier in, in the year with like waterlogged pitches, and especially in the women's game, there wasn't enough emphasis on trying to fix those pitches. Mm. And I think a lot of games got called off due to that. So I do think there's more money should be put in by the FA, even from grassroots going up, that, yeah, if, if women are playing this game, it needs to be equal in terms of the support that the, the men's games having in terms of those, those pitches mm. being looked after maintained. It shouldn't just be a groundsman just for Old Trafford. Why can't it be the same groundsman hired to look after, you know I mean, manually at night? women's mm. pitches and the same for Man City's and the same for Arsenal's ground. It just helps everybody have an equal balance, really. So games aren't always called off. And if, and if a game is potentially might be called off why can't they use the Emirates stadium it doesn't make no difference it shouldn't have to just because it's a women's game it has to be at their stadium You can use the men's stadium there's no Mm. difference same size not going to ruin the pitch so it's it's just giving them the equal opportunity really that the game shouldn't be called off because of that you know i mean they should be having another option given to them and i think that was one big thing that emma hayes kind of mentioned that it wasn't those options Mm. almost like the game's called off and it Obviously, disrupted a lot of the fixture list then. So, I think that's another thing they could be looking at in future. So, I hope they do in future. Well,
0: yeah, accessibility and then, you know, parity. I I think you you should say that the women's game needs to be treated on an equal footing with the men's game. Huge strides have been made, but yeah, there's still a long way to go. Um,
1: It's it's stepping stones and, I mean, about pay and stuff. We're never going to get that side as, you know, I mean, that's going to take a long time, I believe. So you get your players up. I mean, you can see the massive differences in Mm. terms of pay, salary. That's not just in the women's game, Mm. but it's it's across all lives of businesses. There's a massive gender pay gap. Yeah. And that needs addressing. So then it reflects equally across all for women as well and men. So it's equal. And that's what people want to see. So it's not, you know, I mean, there's no shyness away from it thinking, oh, I can't go for that job because I'm, I'm going to get the same pay it should be equal opportunities for everybody in that
0: side well yeah that's a good point Jez it's that it's um they're doing the same job as as the men but being yeah. the top women players you know are paid a really good wage but in comparison to the top male players yeah. it, it's, it's a pittance in it really it yeah. and transfer fees which they're inflated men's wages are inflated in football transfer fees are inflated don't really want to mention the the ridiculous bid that you know, that was put through from Mbappé, okay. but interestingly, I read something that someone's predicting that this coming season it might see the first million pound transfer fee for a women's yeah. player. So the you know the, the top transfer fee's not even touched a million yet. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tipped late. to this season, but it's in the hundreds of millions for men now. For the men,
1: uh, British football, not it over here, Like Trevor, Sir, Sir Trevor Francis, who mm. passed away. He was the first million-pound British player. That was in 1979.
0: Exactly. So it, it's there's a long way to go. There's been huge strides, but yeah, there's a long way to go. Um, and the way to get there, I think, like you said, it's accessibility. Yeah. But the exposures, all the exposures happening more and more. But it needs to continue, doesn't it? It, does. it needs to continue. Um, right. I think that's 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 the end of the show. So we shall bid you adieu, listeners, and we shall catch you
1: next time.